from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, the Ipswich property market is red hot with an expected tsunami of buyers waiting to come to Queensland when the borders open. On the show, three experts in their respective fields, two with a combined 60 years plus experience in selling real estate, and we hear views from the Greater Springfield and Ipswich Chambers of Commerce. It's Tuesday, November 30, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Who would have thought the pandemic would contribute to the current boom in property prices across Australia? Finance guru Alan Kohler said housing needs a major reset free from politics. But what is the situation in Ipswich? To take the pulse of Ipswich property prices, I'm joined by a panel of experts. Neil Coupland is the principal of First National Real Estate in Springfield and has been selling property for more than 30 years. Neil is also Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce President. June Frank is Director and Manager of Walker's Real Estate Ipswich and has been selling property for 31 years. And Philip Bell, Ipswich Chamber of Commerce President and is a Senior Manager with a major bank. Each interview was recorded separately during the past few days with a similar set of questions. This episode takes the current pulse of the property market right across Ipswich, from the well-established suburbs to the now familiar newer developments in Ripley Valley, Red Bank Plains and the suburbs around Springfield Central. I'm joined by an expert in his field. It's Neil Coupland. He's the Principal of First National Real Estate in Springfield and also President of the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Ipswich Today, Neil. Thank you, Alan. Happy to be here. Thanks for agreeing to take part in this very important discussion. I don't think there's been a time in living memory where the price of real estate has been front and centre in the media almost daily and impacting on our daily lives. Firstly, I want to ask, have you seen anything like this in your experience? No, this is a short answer to that. I've been, do, I've been, I've been a real estate agent for 37 years. Uh, I've seen some booms and I've seen some busts, but nothing uh, like this is. I mean, we've seen houses run out the door in, you know, like back in 2003 and place like that. We had, you know, stuff was running out the door. Uh, but we're, we're just getting now. I mean, you know, I take one house that we've just recently sold. Uh, we put an extra 20000 thousand on from what we thought it was going to sell for it sold for 50 grand above that we had 26 people to an open house uh, wow. 13 offers um you know so it's 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 an insane market but i think it boils down to people there's a bit of fear of missing out with some people mm-hmm. um but i think it's it's just a it's just a, a culmination of interest rates being so low and lack of stock that's driving the marketplace. So how hot would you describe the market? Red hot. Scorching. Scorching. <laughs> the, the only thing is, is, is in other booms, we've actually sold more properties than we've sold in this boom, but I've never known a boom where it's so difficult to get stock because a lot of your a lot of investors are selling properties, but a lot of your, um, your, your owner-occupiers don't want to sell because they can't find anywhere to go. 
So there's a little bit of, you know, there's a very, there's a huge lack of stock in the marketplace. So we've covered off residential property just now. Does this have a flow on effect to commercial property prices? Um, commercial property prices, um, we don't, I don't do a lot of commercial. We do a little bit, but uh, it's certainly, you know, pre, pre-COVID, um, commercial was doing quite well. Uh, and then when COVID hit, uh, commercial took an absolute bucketing, uh, but it seems to have, have made somewhat of a recovery. Rents, the, the vacancy rates are down compared to what they were. Um, prices are, are probably a little bit more reasonable than what they were, but that will be the next stage as, as again, as that marketplace gets tighter with stock, then that will push the values back up again. The REIQ has been quoted this month as saying that first home buyers account for about 3,000 homes statewide. Uh, Ipswich has long pushed the affordability mantra, but with Ipswich prices increasing, is the city still affordable for first home buyers? Yes, it is. And the reason it is, is Ipswich prices tend to be lower than Brisbane prices. So so consequently, it's that it's that ripple effect from the from the Brisbane CBD, you know, in a way. As the further you mm-hmm. come out, five, ten, fifteen k's, and the price starts to, to drop down as you come out from that, that that thing. So Ipswich is, I mean, the advantage Ipswich has is very affordable. So we've had a lot of investors buy in the region, uh, but it will be as Brisbane prices get higher and hotter, people are, going, are being forced back out to Ipswich, and it's generally what happens. So I think that. When Brisbane starts to cool, Ipswich will take a bit longer to cool. For many decades, Queensland was considered the, the place to be. Brisbane was one of the lowest price capitals. Now it's right up there. So we, we just talked about how that has a flow onto Ipswich. Does that does that ripple effect go out further past Toowoomba? Does it does it does everyone get affected? Oh, yeah. I, I think absolutely. I mean, it it, it becomes. Uh, you know, there's a lot of land being sold out in in Fernvale and places like that. You know, Walloon and those. Not the ideal in those areas, but I look at what's been sold, you know. But um, you know, from Springfield, like Springfield was almost the end of the line for a lot of people. Now it's Ripley and beyond, you know. So mm. the the prices in Ripley are going are going gangbusters, the same as they were. I mean, Ripley prices now are probably what Springfield prices were a couple of years ago. A report in this week's Courier Mail by Christopher's housing boom or bust uh, said that prices would continue to increase between 8 and 14%. Can this continue and how are people going to afford a mortgage if that continues? Well, the second half of that is I think it is going to continue somewhat. <laughs> um, I think that we'll start to see uh, probably mid mid next year, I think we'll start to see a little bit of December 17, as we spoke about off air, when, when everything opens up, it'll be interesting. I mean, there have been people buying properties interstate without viewing it or getting a family member rel- you know, or a friend to look at it. Uh, and we do a lot of stuff walking around with a phone wow. showing people. But That's hard to believe. I think, <laughs> yeah, well, it is, you know, like, and it's, uh, but I think that when people can come back up here, there will be another spike when people can come back. So that's why I think for the next six months, we'll get. Real estate will stay pretty solid in in the in the Ipswich region, um, uh, and and that. But it's all to do. I think that I think the Reserve Bank are itching to put interest rates up, uh, but I don't think that will happen until probably the the end of next year. Is my my take on it's that. always a difficult prediction here. 
<laughs> yeah. But I think that they, I think they'll try and put it up and just to test the market. Yeah. I think obviously mm. they want to put the interest rates up. They need to get it up to around that 3%. Uh, but because there are people still coming back to work, people in lockdown, you know, coming out of lockdown, you know, it would put too much hardship on those people to look at interest rates, I believe, now. So that's why I think they'll wait till the end of next year. If we can switch to rentals just for a second, there's an increasing amount of attention being paid to rental prices, many families being forced to move simply because they can't afford to rent where they are. How would you describe the rental market at the moment in Ipswich? Well, it's 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 almost equally as hot as the sales market. Um, not quite, but, uh, you know, we've, we've had um, the case where most properties um, have gone up in – in, in, I suppose, around Springfield, and I have another office towards Brisbane, so as well. Uh, but we've seen rental property, you know, rents going up between 20 and 50 bucks a week. So what's happening with people who just say, I can't afford that? What, what are they doing? Do you know where they're going? Basically, there um, a lot of them, we're not finding a lot of people that say they can't afford it. They scream and yell that I want to pay the rent, but uh, they wanted the lifestyle and they want to be in a certain area. And, you know, a lot of this is driven by schools and things, uh, electric rail, you know, and things like this, the amenities you get. Uh, but, you know, like if you're, for argument's sake, if you're living in Springfield and you want something cheaper, you go out to, you know, to Red Bank Plains and you can buy some, you know, or rent something there, you know, probably $30, $40 a week less. You know, and, and the facilities are not that detrimental that you're going to you're going to get there what is it a 10 or 15 minute drive if that if that yeah are there any secret pockets in ipswich where prices have not increased or have only had modest increases not that i'm aware of i think that um if you were you'd be onto it (laughs) no i think i think red bank plains has been an area where prices probably haven't gone as much as as some of the other sub you know as as much as the likes of springfield Mm -hmm. but again I suppose it boils down to a popularity type thing is to, you know, when, but that's where I think the next wave is going to come with those suburbs that, that, that have only gone, I say only, you know, we're talking at a marketplace that's gone up some 20, you know, between, you know, 18 to 22%, uh, where somewhere like Red Bank Plains has probably only gone up 15%, but I think it'll catch up over the next six months. Can we talk about government incentives for a second now uh, for first home buyers? Do you think the government incentives actually push home prices up by a similar amount when when they're announced? Uh, absolutely. Well, I think I think that the government incentives push prices up beyond what the incentive is. You know, when they brought out the twenty five thousand dollar, you know, eighteen months ago, when they brought out the eighteen months ago, fifteen months ago, they brought out the the twenty five thousand if you built. Yep. I mean, basically, they gobbled up all the land. Land prices went through the roof. The cost of building went through the roof. So it more than it more than went up. Um, and that I don't know the cases of some some land that sold in Brisbane. Uh, that when that happened, there was there was some land that was on the market. They withdrew it from the market, and then they put it back on at seventy five grand more and sold it all in the weekend. Incredible. You wow. know, so for a twenty five grand grant, so yep. it's. I think some of these government grants push pricing up. As we come to the end of 2021, and you've kind of touched on this already, let's look ahead to next year and beyond. Can you say with any certainty what will happen with property prices and affordability? I think affordability will get a little bit worse before it gets any better. I'm not sure that that it's going to get a lot better. 
Uh, I mean, if you take you take property values, you know, in comparison to wage growth, you know, it's there's no comparison. I mean, mm. wage growth is is going up at you know two and a half percent per annum type of stuff, where property is going up at twenty percent per annum. Um, I'm not sure that in most cases that 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 having a ten percent wage increase is sustainable either for businesses coming out of where they are. Um, so, I think affordability is going to get harder before it gets better. And finally, we'll get you to put your president hat on for the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce and a couple of comments perhaps from a business perspective. Have local businesses bounced back after nearly two years of COVID? I think a lot of businesses are, are, are doing okay. I think there's a there's still a great deal of uncertainty. Uh, and as we started, we alluded to off air, you know, the 17th of December looms large. I think that the hospitality industry, from what I speak to in the larger hospitality industry, they welcome the mandate because it will give them a wider thing. Uh, but it's the small cafes, coffee shop type stuff that I think is is the one that's got a lot of concern around what this will be, how they go and are going to police this mandate. It's going to be tough depending on how tough the government want to be on this. On this. Um, I don't believe that business is just going to go out of the way and, you know, most businesses are just not going to go out of the way and say, stuff it, I'm going to let every man and his dog come in. I think people are going to try and do the right thing. But, you know, in a rush, do you have the, 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 the resources to stop and double-check everybody is vaccinated? If governments come out and start finding people, you know, at the drop of a hat, you know, then there's going to be a lot of businesses that are really going to be in a world of pain. Neil Coupland, it's been a most valuable insight into the property market and uh, from a business perspective with uh, COVID and the mandates from uh, December 17. Thank you so much for joining Ipswich today. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. June Frank has been selling real estate at Ipswich for 31 years. Welcome to Ipswich today, June. Thank you, Alan. The last time we spoke, we were talking about booms in property prices in Ipswich, and I think we were talking about the early 2000s, which you said in your experience had been the biggest to date. Is the current situation surpassing the early 2000s? Yes, it absolutely is. It's a phenomenal price rise um, in a short amount of time. What do you put that down to? So interest rates, number one, um, big catalyst. Number two, COVID. It has changed the landscape for what people are looking for in a home. So a lot of people are working from home now. So they want home offices because they're working from home. The kids come home from school to the house. And so they want bigger yards, more play area. Um, and so, and then thirdly, the Brisbane um, price um, limit is just that astronomical now. But the first home buyers that would have, you know, bought up to 900 in Brisbane are now outpriced and they are now moving into Ipswich. Those numbers are almost hard to get your head around that it's that it's gone up so quickly. So 12 months ago, what, what, what was the home selling for in Ipswich? So I, I don't think we were even at, um, you know, 500 for median house price, probably more like, you know, 380, but it would definitely be at least 500 now. 
The REIQ has been quoted this month as saying that uh, first home buyers account for about 3,000 homes statewide. Ipswich has long pushed the affordability mantra, but with these house prices increasing, are there still affordable houses to be found? Look, absolutely. And um, I would think it would be at least 15 to 20% of my sales are first home buyers. And that's, um, I sold one to a lady on her own. Um, and she's just, you just have to learn to save and, you know, be diligent in finding a property. I think, you know, if you look at when we bought our first home, the interest rates were 18% and they even went up to 27%. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at 1.8, if you, if you do the math, it's about the same payment by way of ratio to wages. The only thing is, if you buy a house now at 1.8% interest, you can still lock that in, I believe, for four years, live in a house and make, you know, 300000 tax-free for first-time buyers. I think, what a great opportunity. How many, how many times in your lifetime... Can you live in a house which is cheaper than paying rent to give you a proper a tax-free profit of anywhere up to three hundred thousand? It's it's just mind blowing. You mentioned the percentage of first home buyers. Has that changed over the decades? Look, it absolutely has. The you know they really weren't in a hurry at all to be getting into a house. It was mostly second home um, purchases, upgrading, or you know some investment property, but seriously now they they understand if they don't get in soon the affordability for them they'll miss the boat they'll have to you know I don't know where they'll buy you know even when you go out further and further it's it's still not you know it's still not getting any better really so they you know they've come to the conclusion if they're going to get a spot in the real estate market they need to be moving straight away. Uh, Are people phoning you and buying houses sight unseen? Yes we have that um, that's predominantly investment um, property because, mm. because it's, you know, pretty much a standard four bedroom, two bathroom, two lockup, and then they just get a building and pest and a lot of them are, you know, an engineer's report on the property. So it's just a clinical investment for them. A report in the Courier-Mail recently by uh, an organisation called Christopher's Housing Boom or Bust has said that pr- prices would continue to increase at about 8 to 14%. Can you see the same thing happening in Ipswich? Absolutely. Well, I sold a house on Burnett Street for a million and twenty, and then in twelve months sold it for one point three million, which was an actual twenty percent increase in that particular property. So yes, no wow. problem. At all. These numbers are mind blowing, June. Unless you're actually in the market uh, selling your home or buying a home, it's it's kind of bypassing people, although it's in the news every day. Can we come to rental properties because that's a, another story that's in the news every day? People can't afford their rent. What are low income families doing? Are they leaving the city or, or finding more affordable places to live within Ipswich? I think um, probably they find a lesser property than they were living in previously. Um, you know, for a lower rent, so. What what's happening with that and driving that is, you know, a lot of people that have held property for 10, 20 years, you know, it's starting to need upgrading, maintenance. The tenant's lease becomes due. So you've got people that have maybe been in that property for 10 or 20 years mm. and the owner gets a new price on it, 100000 more than last time, you know, they check with the agent. So they say put it on the market. So then you've got one less property with another tenant out looking. So you've got a... a a double up effect of less property, more tenants. So, so what's the current picture really in Ipswich squeezing. now? 
0% to 0.05% vacancy rate. And is that is that the tightest you've ever seen it? We've seen it like that before. I've seen it like that in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. I, I, we used to have people queuing up at the fiveways. When we'd show them what they could get for their rental money, I, there were people burst into tears and said we could not possibly have our family live in that. Mm. And that was, you know, that was all that was available. So I think, you know, government might need to be looking at, you know, more housing that they supply, you know, for people because it, it will become absolute crisis point for sure. Well, back to new homes or new home buyers. Uh, yes. do, do we have any secret pockets of Ipswich where prices haven't increased as much as you've been telling us? No, that would be <laughs> that would be no. I had to ask. Uh, unless um, unless there's something owned by Rumpelstiltskin and he just woke up, apart from that one house, no. Well, let's talk about government incentives for first home buyers. Do you think they push new home prices up by the same amount when they're announced? Look, it's it's across the board because, you know, you can't have a particular house in the street worth more because someone's had a you know, had a grant from the government. But mm. predominantly, all of that is still on new housing. You know, it's um, it's not across the board. So they only get that first homeowner's grant on new property. So in the general mainstream, you know, of um, the CBD area, unless it's a new house, which is rare because there's no land available, um, they really have to go out to these newer, you know, suburbs, you know, like Ripley, etc. So, um, you know, and that then you've got that first home buyer investment sector pretty much all in together there. As we come to the end of the year, June, what's your crystal ball telling you for 2022? We've got a new COVID variant that's been announced that makes everybody a little jittery. Is it still going to power on in 2022? Look, I believe so. So the unusual fact is that COVID has been very good for the real estate market, um, you know, for because it, once again, just a quantum change in people's life on what they think about, they wanting bigger blocks, more space. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of that's still going on. But we still have the low interest rates. And even if they go up marginally, it is still the lowest interest rates we've seen in, you know, forever. And, you know, population continues to grow. And I think once the borders open, in particular in Queensland, because of our low COVID rate and because families have been kept apart for a couple of years, I sold two properties on the weekend where adult children are buying property units small houses for their parents to move up here so they can be close to them wow. so so there's there's here comes a whole new wave mm. of reasons why people need to buy property so it, I, I can't see it and and i liken it to like a tsunami if there's a hundred foot high wall of water moving across the shoreline it can't just stop so we've got this, you know, 100-foot-high wall of buyers that have been displaced, that have sold something, that are financed, approved. It will take a while for that to peter out and, and work its way through because every time someone buys a house, that person buys another house. So yeah, it I see what you're a, saying. Mm. it's a perpetual motion on what's going to happen. And finally, can we just do a little reminiscing? Uh, yes. Can you remember how much you sold your first house for and your most recent house for? So in my first month in real estate, I sold a house for 18000 36000 28000 then a biggie, 45000 Wow. So, and my most recent was $1.2 million in Sintra Street in Eastern Heights last week. What a story you could tell if you wrote a book, June. 
Yes, I will. <laughs> coming, Alan. <laughs> it's coming. We'll look for it. All look, right. On that note, thanks so much for talking to Ipswich today. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Alan. Philip Bell is president of the Ipswich Chamber of Commerce and also works for a major bank. So, Phil, you're wearing two hats today. Thanks for joining Ipswich today. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Great to be with you. Phil, let's talk about lending. Is money still easy to get in in relative terms? Oh, not as easy, Alan. Um, I think we've seen uh, a a bit of a tightening up, I guess, since the the Royal Commission a couple of years ago. Um, And while... A lot of the respond, responsible lending um, guidelines and requirements are, um, are technically easing uh, by virtue of you know, governments moving and acting to make things uh, easier in the finance space. Um, you are seeing banks across the board um, still maintaining pretty strict guidelines in terms of you know, issuing finance, uh, particularly for home and investment lending. The Real Estate Institute of Queensland was quoted this month as saying that first home buyers account for about 3,000 homes statewide. Ipswich has long pushed the affordability mantra, but with house prices increasing, is the city still affordable for first-home buyers? I would suggest it's becoming less affordable, Alan, and it's not a not a challenge in terms of finding space. One of the greatest assets we have in our region is, of course, that Ipswich sits, you know, um, in a in a beautiful corridor um, at west of, of Brisbane, but also on the way to some major metropolitan centres in in Toowoomba and the Gold Coast. Uh, with Logan as well. But indeed, our strength is that a lot of the land that sits around the Ipswich region is undeveloped. Now, the challenge, I guess, is to bring that that land and that space uh, onto the market and make it accessible and affordable um, for young buyers and first-home buyers in particular. Um, I would suggest that uh, those numbers in terms of first-home buyer percentages are are a little bit low and concerningly low in terms of um, making, you know, homes accessible to first-home buyers in particular. Has there been discussions amongst your peers about the effects of COVID? If we go back nearly two years when, when COVID first hit our shores, did anybody predict that house prices would increase so much? I don't think they did. Um, I, I, the interesting thing about COVID is, um, is not so much the effect that it's had on debt finance and financing for purchasing homes, but it's also um, the response of the federal government providing you know, huge amount, billions of dollars worth of support um, and a lot of that job keeper and and um, other support that was available, um, it, you know, it sat in the market uh, at call and accessible. Um, the interesting thing about those funds now is that they've largely found a home. So, so those with you know those investors who are cashed up uh, have have pretty much found um, a, a relevant uh, place to invest those funds. And indeed, the other thing we're finding is that um, the bargains aren't available anymore to the extent that they once were. So everyone is realising that you might be able to sell your home at a premium, but you're going to have to buy somewhere else in the same market. Is the bank, uh, and you might like to talk more broadly here, not just your own bank, uh, but but is the bank feeling the pressure from customers to, to turn around approvals really quickly and get the money in their accounts? Oh, that's absolutely one of the things we're noticing, Alan. So the days of, um, you know, even a 45 to 90 day settlement are long gone. So customer expectations have come well forward. Um, and indeed, that's, that's a sign of a well-informed market. So buyers are actually moving and seeking to move very quickly in order to invest and in order to, um, to snap up the home that they, that they, that they want. So the banks and lending institutions generally are under intense pressure 
to turn around these finance deals in, well, often, you know, no more than 30 days. Let's look at the calendar year of 2021. Is lending up or down as the year comes to an end? Oh, lending is up, Alan, but it's um, the interesting thing is we've, we've largely closed ourselves off to international markets. So the while lending is up for many institutions, um, it's a function of, of um, a very closed market. So most of the lending institutions are simply stealing business off each other at the moment. We're, we don't have a great exposure to international investors and international markets. So those, in, those uh, financial institutions and lenders um, that are finding lending growth are really doing better at um, capitalising upon only the domestic market. A report in the Courier-Mail uh, this month by Christopher's housing boom or bust has said that prices would continue to increase between 8 and 14%. Do you think this will continue and are people more broadly still going to be able to afford a mortgage? Well, I, I think the affordability of mortgages um, remains uh, accessible. So while we've seen the banks move in advance uh, of the Reserve Bank, in the, indeed to um, push some of their mortgage rates, rates uh, slightly higher, um, what, what we're seeing is that house prices are continuing to steadily grow. And I think that's more a function of how slowly um, we can bring this vacant land and, and the developed land onto the market. Um, I don't think we'll see the significant rises in house prices that we saw, um, say, two years ago when, when COVID-19 uh, first became relevant. But I think house prices are going to continue to grow steadily. And the challenge for investors, of course, is to not only find a bargain, but, um, to, as I said, to find themselves a place to live in the same market. Let's talk about government incentives for a minute for first home buyers. Do you think these incentives push new home prices up by the same or a similar amount? I think they have had an effect, Alan. So um, uh, any kind of subsidy or incentive like that that makes uh, makes first home buying more accessible is going to have an effect on the market. Um, but the other interesting thing is that it, it really segregated the market. So it was pretty clear that that when, uh, when auctions occur, there's a cohort of bidders that are first-home buyers and first-home buyers subsidy eligible mm. um, and those who are not. So it's, a, it's been a real differentiation in our local markets. And finally, if I can get you to put your hat back on as president of the Ipswich Chamber of Commerce, have local businesses bounced back after nearly two years of COVID? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Alan, because indeed I'm looking forward to talking about um, the, the commercial property that we see in Ipswich City. So... Um, and that is, of course, largely a function of supply and demand. Um, we are seeing commercial property rates continuing to maintain, um, you know, very high prices, um, be, be reasonably affordable. And indeed, if people are looking for a bargain, I would suggest some of those commercial properties that exist around our area it might be the place to look. Um, the, we're seeing tenancy rates that have, um, that have not really gone backwards in the last 12 months and indeed are starting to creep forward. So, Businesses are, b- are battling on and they're doing quite well. Actually, um, I think as we continue to emerge through post-restriction COVID, we're going to see a nice, steady and healthy growth in our local business. Once the borders open on December 17, do you see an increase in interest in both residential and commercial? I do see a steady increase in residential and commercial property. I think um, people are more than ever um, well-prepared, well-informed, and in a great position to take advantage of some good opportunities, both in the residential and commercial property market, um, in particular around the Ipswich region. You know, there are there are still, um, while there's no not as many bargains to be had, there are great investments to be made in this region. We are still uh, sitting in the highest growth region within within Queensland, 
Um, and it's a fantastic place to invest. You know, the old saying, a rising tide floats all boats. Well, we've got a lot going for us commercially in our region, Alan, and, and I think as a consequence, investors will be well prepared. On that positive note, Philip Bell from the Ipswich Chamber of Commerce and also putting on your banking hat, thank you so much for talking to Ipswich today. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Alan. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts. Or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.